To this podcast, I am so so excited. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Two Words Podcast. Oh, John Burkino. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst one yet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So there's a ranking system. Okay. There is. Cool. I have a list. uh, I'd be interested to know what was the best, but... That's a that's a that's a podcast topic for a different one for a different podcast. Um, <laughs> that's a podcast for a different podcast. That's a podcast for a different. Not you us. Know, like this. The best intro for me is the kind of intro where the wheels fall off immediately. <laughs> And that's Those that's what we've accomplished here. Well, welcome everybody to the Two Words Podcast. My name is John, and with me, as always, you think he's cute, but he knows he's sexy. He's Radio Matt. Uh, What's up? Well, um, <laughs> they they keep coming from miles around. What can I say? I just I don't know. <laughs> you weren't expecting a compliment. I wasn't. <laughs> I said but chills I up and down. Well, well, we are so glad that you have joined us uh, because tonight we're chasing rabbits, specifically a white rabbit. Because our so two exciting. words are white rabbit. We so are excited because um, we normally don't really talk about like like our main topic isn't usually a current event. Right. It's rare. I think we've only uh, done it one other time in the past. Yeah. Um, so uh, so I'm pumped. Um, Sorry. I don't know what you're getting a whole bunch of things. Just hitting stuff over here. Uh, so we've got that coming up. We're also going to talk about what is going on in AEW. Uh, because uh, talk about wheels falling off. But first, <laughs> uh, hey, yo, Paige is back. Bri- uh, yeah. Sa- or sa- Saraya. 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 They said it both ways. On Saraya. The first- on the first time she showed up. So. Sangria. 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 Um, <laughs> she debuted on, was it last week's Dynamite? Uh, yes. Yes, yes. A, week ago, a week ago. A week, a week as and a half ago, roughly. Yeah, today. <laughs> um, she has signed a three-year contract for uh, what is being referred to as a significant amount of money, mm-hmm. um, an amount that implies she will be doing wrestling. Yes, that is uh, the... That is the word on the street. She will be doing at least some wrestling. And that doesn't really surprise us because it's really kind of come to light that the AEW or the, the WWE <clears throat> medical procedures and medical clearance is a lot stricter yeah. than others, which I, I mean, I get that. Yeah. Had Daniel Bryan uh, been able to move to AEW back when he was on a uh, medical hold for five years or however long it was felt like five years like if AEW had been a thing earlier he would have left i'm positive 100 yeah, percent. which is why which is why yeah, he left it took so much yeah. well no i mean he got to wrestle in wwe before he left not much but he yeah. got to at least get back in the ring a few times but but daniel bryan's return and i'll refer to him as daniel bryan because wwe yeah i'm sorry like I'm the daniel bryan uh, return felt a lot like the Edge return, and that he's like, um, you know, one last time, like we're doing, you know, uh, I've got, I've got a limited run. We're gonna, gotcha. we're gonna, we're yeah. gonna, you know, be very, very picky. And the AEW Brian Danielson is like, yeah, put me in a faction with William Regal and uh, John Moxley, and let me wrestle every week. Mm-hmm. Like and now, now he's like, didn't he just turn heel on? Uh... On Moxley, I think so. Yeah, I don't and it was know. like I saw it. It was like a beautiful thirty-second thing where he just no, it was on Adam Page. It was on Adam Page, not Moxley. Okay, but he turned heel like just in, in a thirty-second time span, and it was beautiful. See, I I just really love uh, 
like that is the coolest faction name in all of wrestling right now, the Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> like, that sounds dope. That is cool to me. Uh, hey yo, NXT Black and Gold is back. We're a couple weeks late on this because we were supposed to record a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but you are starting to see that uh, the uh, the NXT logo is now kind of black and white, actually black yeah. or gold and white rather, gold and white, and they still got the splint, the paint splatter kind of uh, backgrounds and, and lighting and stuff, but. Uh, word has it that by the season premiere times, which is here in two weeks, I believe, uh, okay. we should be seeing at least minor set changes and like uh, asset, you know, design, yeah, yeah, di- yeah, digital artwork and stuff like that change across all three shows, all three brands. Okay. Uh, beginning with that special DX episode that they're having as the season premiere of Raw. Oh, that's great. I'm so I don't have a problem with the lighter NXT look. Like the aesthetic is fine. Yeah. It was the the tie-dye paint splatter right. everywhere that I just did not really care about. I didn't um, even I didn't I, even hate that as much as I hated that 2.0 was a part yeah. of the actual name of the show. Yeah. Forever. That's fair. It would have been fine if that was a concept that they showed off for that first week. This is NXT 2.0. Yeah. And then drop it after. Or just that. kind of something they referenced every right. once in a while. Cuz it's still just NXT. Yeah. And so when I saw that little hype promo at the end of three weeks ago, like the very tail end of NXT, yeah. where it had the 2.0 logo, and that was the first thing that happened is that 2.0 disappeared before the white and gold logo were placed. Yeah. I was like, thank the Lord. This is the best. <laughs> um, speaking of NXT, did you see uh, Braun Breaker this last week? Um, he cause He's NXT champion. Right. And uh, he was he was in the ring with a guy talking to him and then somebody else came and he goes, well, he goes, you want a shot at this title and you want a shot at this title. And so we could like we could all go after this thing. And if my math is correct, and it normally is, then you got a 33 and a third percent chance of winning this title (laughs) if we make it a triple threat match. And people just lost their minds, and it was beautiful. Because I didn't see that. I'm going to have to go watch that. Because again. Braun Breaker does a better Rick Steiner than Rick Steiner does. <laughs> he really does. It's it's amazing. Um, and for those of you who are unaware, Braun Breaker is the son of Rick Steiner. Wasn't that Scott Steiner who did that promo? Scott Steiner, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's the son of Scott Steiner. Right, 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 right. He's the son of whoever your, did that. You got, your, you got your Steiner brothers. Mixed My up. Steiners. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and like I, I didn't like Braun Breaker, and now I just I watch him. And I'm like, you kind of molded into something very oh, different. Yeah. Braun Breaker's fun. I enjoy. Yeah. Him. I um, enjoy him. He he's what he's what a a 2022 uh, Scott Steiner would yeah. would be. <laughs> I really like it. Uh, hey yo, Sasha Banks has changed her Twitter back. From at Sasha Banks WWE back to her real name at Mercedes Vernado. Yeah. Uh, Triple H said in an interview earlier this month regarding Banks, uh, Banks's return. Time will tell. I think in a lot of ways communication breaks down. Uh, breaks breakdowns are terrible, and there's a communication breakdown there for whatever reason. Starting back up, that communication is not a difficult process, but it can be a process. Um, and then he kind of just goes on to say, like, we, you know, we just need to talk to her. That's really what it is. Um, you will, you, if you'll remember, she was Mercedes Vernado, um, which I didn't know you could change your Twitter handle. That's the most surprising thing. Oh yeah, yeah. You like can do that I all thought the time. all that stuff was kind of permanent. Um, nah. nah. But she changed it from from Sasha Banks WWE to Mercedes Vernado. Back to Sasha Banks WWE, and right. everybody's like, "Oh, okay, cool." Like once Triple H took over, she didn't made that change, and it was a big deal. Uh, but now, right, it could be her playing hard to get, you know, doing a bargaining mm-hmm. chip kind of thing, saying, "You know, I'm kind of serious about walking away if we don't get this deal met." Who knows? Yeah, uh, I, I'm not all that invested. I'm going to say I feel like we've got a really good women's division right now. And so, if we lose Sasha Banks, 
I think I'll be fine. Listen, you know me. I have never been the biggest Sasha Banks fan. Yeah. I, I like watching her wrestle. I think she's a fine wrestler. Um, I think some tweaks need to be made, like, character development-wise. Yeah. Um, but, I, again, that's just me. That's not the, you know, billion other people in the world oh, that love, yeah, mass, yeah, massive that fan love base. Sasha Banks. And, I, and, and for good reason. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think... She'll land somewhere. If it's yeah. not WWE, she'll land somewhere. I think it'll be WWE because really, I don't see her fitting in with an AEW crowd. Yeah, she is a little um, too... I guess... I still, in my mind, consider AEW a bit more gritty. Yeah. And WWE a bit They're more... They're the metal version. A bit more bubblegum. Yeah. And Sasha Banks is definitely a more bubblegum wrestler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Trying to get a more gritty Sasha Banks would be weird. Yeah. She'd stick um, out. Yeah. But I think over, over time, like, that could be a good injection into the women's uh, women's division if she wanted to get back into it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, hey, yo, control your narrative is pretty much dead in the water. Uh, after losing Karrion Cross and Braun Strowman, uh, it has brought the whole promotion to a halt. All upcoming plans, including a tour that they had in the works, uh, are tabled as EC3 reevaluates the company. Uh, I'd say uh, with Vince gone and the WWE pastures getting green again, uh, control your narrative might just be done. Like, might be okay. nearly dead on the water. I mean, we're losing a promotion that exclusively had a show in a bar (laughs) while like a Leonard Skinner cover band. But hey, I mean, all all promotions start small, start somewhere. It could have been something good. And I think they were all very excited about it. Yeah. But then it it had potential. Yeah. But the minute that, um, you know, Triple H took over the the minute minute they Hemsley, Eric, it's kind of like uh, this. We don't need this anymore. Right. We just don't need it. Um, right. Which kind of goes to show that this this really was a direct response to Vince McMahon being 100%, a tyrant 100%. <laughs> these last few years. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and you see that with all of the guys, and we'll talk about it in the next segment. But all the guys from AEW that wanted to that are wanting to jump ship now. Yeah, it's like. Man, right. you almost feel bad for Vince McMahon. Right. Like, <laughs> it's it is, you know, we and we keep being you know cautiously optimistic, but we've talked about it now for weeks. It is just win after win, yeah. with Triple H so far, and it really is it's a breath of fresh air. Conf- yeah, it's confirming what all of us have been saying for years: yeah. is Vince really needs to let go of the reins of this. And let somebody else step into creative. And like the minute that happened, just banger after banger. We had the most watched SmackDown in years this past week. Yeah. Like by far, like a celebratory number of viewers. Yeah. And that's just unheard of (laughs) with the Vince McMahon era. Yeah. And so Triple H comes in, just everything, everything has a new, new life breathed into it. Yeah. And I'm excited. Yeah. Um, it w- makes me wonder what they're going to do, uh, wh- what's going to become. I don't know if you heard about this. This was probably six months ago. Um, and then I for- it got lost in my notes. Uh, but Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, is right. uh, looking at starting his own promotion. Yes. And he he was <laughs> really after Bray Wyatt, too. Yeah. Really after him. I wonder and, what uh, that would look like. That would be uh, very interested in if, if he was the main cornerstone Fred of from the Scooby Doo. <laughs> He's still going for it though. Like I mean, as, yeah. as of a few weeks ago, I still read that he was still still working on it and still. He's a prince, home. man. He's a prince, man. He got that. <laughs> he got that Freddie Prince money. Um, and lastly, uh, hey yo. Uh, I found out this morning that you uh, that that you just my hope for the new generation for the next generation is that they never have to uh, see their heroes start advertising ED medications. Oh no! Uh, Ric Flair is now oh, the new spokesman of no. uh, Mount Everest Erectile Dysfunction Pills. 
<laughs> their logo is yeah and it's just it the the commercial is like 30 seconds of him just going whoa get it running whoa oh no <laughs> if you, you want to stay styling and profiling <laughs> i can't say i can't say the tagline on this show oh gosh um yeah, so I just <laughs> man, that's that's disappointing. But all I mean, you, hey, get get that money. All yeah. you famous people, just look at Ric Flair and go, yeah, I need to open a savings account. You <laughs> <laughs> get a four hundred one k going here. Four hundred one k, a Roth IRA, <laughs> something, something. Do a little investing. Maybe invest in Mount Everest blue pills. <laughs> oh my! Do you have anything left? Uh, I've got, all I've got here is that uh, hey yo, uh, Reigns versus The Rock is still rumored to be the hopeful main event for WrestleMania this year. Uh, but of course, The Rock is so busy, and that's been his main issue with coming back for uh, a decade now. That uh, it might be months before we actually know for sure if that's solidified. Um, but I, this is my commentary portion here. Honestly, I would rather see Cody come back. Oh, and clean house, chicken stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't need to see Roman beat up The Rock to end WrestleMania because no. that's what they're going to do. They're not going to make The Rock win. They're going to want to put Roman in that. It's like the final thing to solidify him as the king of all Samoas. As the tra- Samoans. <laughs> not Samoa. Samoas. Samoas are cookies. cookies. King of the cookies. <laughs> king of the cookies. The cookie king. Uh, <laughs> that just doesn't sound appealing to me to end a WrestleMania on. I would much rather see Cody yeah. Rhodes show up and beat him after the 1,070 days or however long it's yeah. going to be. Um, so if the rocks schedule allows it, I mean, it could be a chance to make just a, a an enormous amount of money. Oh, absolutely. And it would be a killer match. Yeah. I have no doubt about it. Um, it's just with WrestleMania, you always want to end on like the high note, yeah. right? That's what they always do with WrestleMania end on the happy note. Yeah. And if they do that with Roman, it would have to be the final match of the second night. Yeah. And it would be let it would be a letdown seeing the Rock be defeated, the Rock's the Rock's last stand. The Rock gets yeah like he's Black I, Adam. I just, <laughs> yeah. How are we going to take him seriously as Black Adam if he gets beaten by Roman Reigns? I just I, you know I'm I'm kind of with you. I just don't need to see it. Right. Like it's just I it's think just the time a, the time for that has passed in my opinion. It's not a not a big deal for me. Um well that's it for uh for our first segment. When we come back, we're gonna be trashing AEW, so <laughs> keep it here. During your time on Earth, every one of your actions had a positive or a negative value, depending on how much good or bad that action put into the universe. Every sandwich you ate, every time you bought a magazine, every single thing you did had an effect that rippled out over time and ultimately created some amount of good or bad. You know how some people pull into the breakdown lane when there's traffic and they think to themselves, ah, who cares? No one's watching. We were watching. Surprise! In the first episode of the first season of The Good Place, Eleanor Shellstrap wakes up to Michael, the architect of the community that will be her afterlife. And soon thereafter, she is greeted with a whole bunch of other folks that apparently just got there and are ready to watch their welcome video to explain just how they got to The Good Place. Michael lays out that it is an elaborate point system. Basically a scale of good and bad, but it's not just making sure your good outweighs your bad that gets you in. You have to be the best of the best. Thank the Lord the Bible's clear that that's not how it really works. There's been a big mistake. The point system laid out in the show, though, is actually quite intriguing. It's not just a simple scale of the good and bad things that you've done, but it actually takes into account the ripple effects that your actions have on the world around you. It's a system that almost forces you to think of the consequences first. 
And though, of course, it's laid out in the Bible that really the only way to get to the good place is being saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, the fact that your actions have consequences does not go unnoticed in any part of the Bible. In fact, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10.31, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Michael kind of parrots this idea, mentioning that every sandwich you ate had an effect on the world around you. What the Bible is telling us here is that even things that we might deem as menial, even things that we might deem as non-important, should be thought of through the lens of our faith because of the grace that God has given us. What Paul is saying here in 1 Corinthians is that it doesn't matter what you're doing. Even something as small as deciding what you're going to eat and drink needs to be thought of from God's perspective. And all the more so for the bigger things in our lives. How we handle our relationships, our marriage, parenthood, our jobs, the decisions that we make. All of them need to be viewed through the lens of God first. Not us. Not selfishly. Not focused on what we want and what we think is best. But what God leads us to do. Do good because your Father in Heaven is good and because He has called you to be His ambassador. Just, you know, don't count on good deeds to get you into heaven. Because it doesn't technically work. And welcome back to the Two Words Podcast. Uh... You know, at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about the wheels falling off of uh, of our show, and um, <laughs> I think that uh, it's the perfect time to talk about the wheels falling off of another show. Man, um, what's going on with AEW? <laughs> and 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 I'll, I'll, I'll let's just kind of go over. I think it's best to just kind of go over some stuff. Um, and we can discuss whether or not this is, uh, a work or shoot. Um, because, because golly, (laughs) Um, (laughs) words fail us. Words, words do fail me. Um, because we had so much, uh, hope. Oh gosh, so much. Um, so in the last month, I'm sorry, just, I still remember. Saying to you at one point, I might be done watching WWE. I remember that. I think we recorded that. It was so good. <laughs> AEW was so good. Yeah. And WWE was struggling so much. And now that just seems that, like that, such a that episode of Di- that first episode of Dynamite really just took the roof off. <sighs> so good. It was man. So good. Um. Uh, so in the last month, we have had some experiences with uh with AEW um that include but are not limited to um uh, the young bucks sending out feelers to WWE rumors that that is happening mm-hmm. um there is no longer they, they have not produced a new episode of uh being the elite in 3 weeks now yeah. 4 weeks now um uh, Several members of their talent have uh, have already been rumored to start wanting to jump ship. Chris Jericho is Ring of Honor champion. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, there needs to be some brevity to that statement. Let me just let me just in case you didn't hear it, Chris Jericho, the Ayatollah of rock and roller. The 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 fourth member on everybody's Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Ring of Honor champion? <laughs> it's it's a bit of a downgrade. Uh, so let's and then CM Punk is just being CM Punk. CM Punk, I think, has proven that. He, it wasn't really about WWE. He doesn't like professional wrestling. He just yeah, he just hates what he does. <laughs> he just he doesn't hates like doing it. He hates what he does and he hates everybody he does it with. That's yeah. that's kinda like I've 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 jumped ship. I'm I'm off the CM Punk train. I I'm done. It's such a hard thing to do too, because we it wanted is, to be because we wanted I, was, uh, I mean it was years. Everybody was chasing the return of CM Punk. His name was chanted for a decade after yeah. he left. 
Yeah. Anytime anybody sucked in the ring, they're like, you know what? It would be fun right now. <laughs> CM Watching Punk CM Punk. Anything. Let's chant it. Um, uh, and and then there's just this this MJF business. Now I, I think the MJF business is more uh, work than it's anything. It's looking more and more like a work now. Yeah. But it was really a very convincing work. It was. Um, you know, he did that. He did that promo where he begged Tony Khan to fire him. Yeah. And then was gone for a month. Um, and then came back at... He was missing, remember? Yeah, like was he was missing. Gone. We talked about we couldn't even... He wasn't tweeting. He wasn't talking to anybody. Um, and then uh, came back at uh, All Out mm-hmm. as uh, dressed as a demon coming out to uh, Sympathy for the Devil, which he gets credit for because it's my favorite Rolling Stones song. <laughs> um, and then he won the, the Casino Battle Royale, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but even that was not handled as well as it could have been mm-hmm. because like he came out and everybody knew that it was him. Like immediately everybody knew that it was MJF. Like that's not the kind of, that's not how you do surprises. Right. Right. There was, there was literally no reason for the mask. Um, uh, right. It should have just been him coming out. It should have tried to out. delay the surprise to the end. Um, it was me, Tony. It was me all along. It was me all along. Um, but you have all of this talent that's that's just like in the last month or so, which we have noted it, it's the Helmsley era, right? But they've noted that they've they've just decided like we don't want to be here anymore. We Greener want pastures. to be. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's that is the problem. So the problem is that the greener pastures only looked greener uh, because because the grass was so dead in WWE at the time. Because <laughs> Vince had salted the it earth. It was just it was just by comparison. <laughs> but you really you got over there. It's like. This is okay. Yeah, it's better. Um, it's not great. Good, not great. So what do you think? I mean, do you think there's like a reason behind all of this? Do you think I there's mean, something there, you can pinpoint? Some of this some of this is down to the personality. CM Punk's junk is down to CM Punk. I mean, CM Punk's real-life fight in the background and, you know, that whole debacle and all that. I mean, it's, it's not, you know. My, both my brothers are the same way. They're yeah. the, they're the kind of people who can't be disrespected. You disrespect me, it's a fist fight. Like that's what yeah. it feels like, and so it's hard to hard to work with that kind of person. Yeah, and obviously that has manifested itself re- really rather quickly. Like he hasn't really been in AEW all that long. Nope. Uh, but honestly, I really feel like. I feel like Tony Khan's a madman. Yep. <laughs> he he has an obsession with trying to beat WWE to the point where he's coming off like a bad Eric Bischoff. Tony Khan ain't no Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff made it into a show. Yeah. Eric Bischoff made it into something fun to watch. Tony Khan just feels like a spiraling lunatic anytime he brings up yeah. WWE. Like, just don't define your entire existence as a company, as a brand, as the thumb in the eye of WWE. Yeah. Especially when everybody wants to leave your company now. Everybody's trying to jump ship. Just be you. Focus on you. Yeah. Yeah. Just (laughs) be the mention hunter. Don't mention WWE. Yeah. And I think that that really is kind of the the crux of it all um, is because because Tony Khan, for some strange reason, it's almost like he started the company just because he didn't like WWE. Right. Just because he won't like he's I'm trying to even trying to even compute uh, compare it to like a, a character on a TV show like who's just upset who's only i mean he's like the joker his only obsession is is to kill batman he doesn't even care about doing evil most of the time he just wants to kill batman (laughs) he doesn't even know why he wants to kill batman sometimes he just wants to kill him so 
I think honestly that he's always been this way and we didn't really notice until Vince stepped down yeah. because we agreed with him for the most part. Yeah. Vince was crazy. Vince was making big mistakes. WWE was floundering, uh, content wise, at least. And Tony Khan was saying all the things we were saying. But now Triple H has taken over. Things are so much better immediately, and there's only only nothing but optimism. And now he's still saying those same things. You're like, oh, no, not no, not anymore. No, you can't say yeah. that now. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> How very dare you? Yeah. And, and <laughs> it, Bluey reference there. How dare you? Um, so... I think it's really down to two things. We can, we can just really pinpoint this on two things. One, uh, it was too much too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, because Tony Khan is essentially made of money. Um, and so really he could kind of do whatever he wanted. He could get all of this talent in. And so, you know, but when he was just getting enough talent to fill up the AEW roster, that was fine. But now he's doing Ring of Honor. Now he's doing New Japan. And he's sending all of these guys all over this place. They're just they're just out. You know how to take the reservation. <laughs> you don't, know, you how don't know how to hold, hold the reservation. Look, it's been cool too. I mean, it's been cool seeing the Forbidden yeah. Door type stuff yeah. going on. But there's only so much of that you can do before then it before Chris Jericho <laughs> is Ring of Honor champion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a it's not a treat if you have it every day. That's I what mean, I'm saying. Just... <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Um it was too much too fast. He started getting all of these these this talent because he knew that everybody wanted to see, you know. Right. And, he, and he had when it was just a bunch of indie talent that nobody was nobody was seeing. When it was Sammy Guevara, when it mm-hmm. was Hangman Adam Page, when it was um, you know Cass. John Silver and Orange Cassidy in the Dark Order, and um, you know all of these guys. And then you had Cody Rhodes, right? Uh, and you had Chris Jericho, and you had a couple of really big names. But then you just had names that you had heard of. Mm-hmm. Um. Like it was cool, but then it was a great starting roster. Yeah. Oh, it was a fantastic starting roster. Then you, uh, COVID happens. All of these cuts start getting made in WWE, and he's like, "Oh, I could, I could get those guys too, mm-hmm. and really use them the way that people want them to be used." But he's not using them the way people want to be used because the whole place is 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 chaos. It's cocaine-fueled chaos. <laughs> I'm not making accusations. I don't know if he does cocaine or not. But that's kind of what it feels like. It's just, it's just, it's just very, it's everything. Yeah. Every single moment is just Vince Russo crash wrestling. Yeah. Um, and it's like nobody liked Vince Russo. <laughs> Except for Vince Russo, bro. Vince Russo loves himself some Vince Russo. Oh, man. If there is one person on this earth that doesn't blame Vince Russo for what happened at WCW, it's Vince Russo. (laughs) The other problem that that they had was when they hired all of those people, Tony Khan did not realize something. Tony Khan did not realize that the reason all of those people were unhappy was not because they hated WWE, the company. They hated one dude. Their disgruntledness came from one person, and that was Vince McMahon. But now Vince McMahon's gone. Mm -hmm. And so these people are going like, oh, this place does suck. <laughs> if I'd have just if I'd have just waited like six more months, right? I mean, because because there's a possibility you're going to lose the young box. Which if you use the lo- if you lose the young box, 
you have one of your original members from the roster right. that wasn't Chris Jericho. Right. Um, right. Johnny Gargano really thread the needle there perfectly of between getting released oh, and realizing, you know what, maybe I should hold back. This could be good. Yeah. And then making it back in at the perfect time. I don't think I mentioned this about Johnny Gargano. Maybe I did. I just a side note to this conversation. Johnny Gargano made me so mad. <laughs> And I hate saying that because I love Johnny Gargano, but his first night back on raw, I watched that segment and he picked up the microphone and did, did, did you watch the segment? I did, but I don't know what you're okay. So he grabs the microphone and he goes, man, it's been so long since I've done this. Let's see if I remember how this works. <laughs> and it was the moment in the office, the, the, where uh, Andy gets fired. And then the very next episode, <laughs> He's like doing one of the talking heads. He's like, oh, it's been so long since I've done these. Where do I look? <laughs> like, dude, shut up. Don't. That's it's not a been, fun joke. It's for been me. two weeks. It's okay. been two weeks, man. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. Like, <laughs> oh, it's been so long since I've done this. Like, and How do microphones work? <laughs> that was what he said, I think. It wasn't it? Yeah. Well, how does this microphone work? Uh, I don't know why he's John C. Riley. How's does microphone work? This 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 is Russell. Um, Stick with a ball. Did you talk to the ball? (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, like all all these guys are going like, oh, it's it just got better. Yeah, like that's why immediately Braun Strowman went back. That's why immediately. Karrion Cross went back. That's why immediately um, Malachi Black started want, desiring his release. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's <laughs> like if I you know you can't you can't say that WWE is going to keep this momentum forever. No, but like like I said in the first segment, like right now. It's just banger after banger. Like there's no there's no losing for yeah. Triple H right now. I think, but honestly, I think the best thing for for Tony Khan is to let them go. Yeah, just let them all walk away. Mm-hmm. Let Keith Lee go. Oh please, um, please, I need more. Let Keith Lee go. Real let NXT Samoa Keith Joe go. Lee. Let uh, let well, he's already let Malachi Black go. Um, let let them but, all go. Well, he's let him. He's let him off TV. Yeah, but Malachi Black, I think his contract is still until twenty twenty five. Oh man! So it might be a while. Whatever you got to do. I mean, you know, keep, but do whatever you got to do to keep the young bucks, and just let everybody else go, and and start back from square one. Um, That's 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 the only way. um, You know, push. Push the ever living garbage out of MJF and Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page and just let everybody else go. Cause cause it's it's too much it was too much too fast. Right. Really what I think it you'd was. Be, you'd benefit from a soft reset. Very, <clears throat> very much so. Well, the when we come back, we're gonna be talking about uh the white rabbit. I was gonna make a rabbit noise, but I don't Rabbit. <laughs> Keep it here. This week in nerd history. Yeah, but how do you hold the controller? It was a much-hyped and long-anticipated moment, one that would break new ground in the video game world in many ways. After a successful launch in Japan a few months earlier, the Nintendo 64 game console released in the U.S. on September 29, 1996. But the crowds were so ready, partially because this long-awaited console had been delayed several times, and the stores already had them in stock and were itching to make money. In fact, many stores began selling them three days early on the 26th. 
Hearing reports of this from all around the country, Nintendo relented and officially allowed stores to begin selling them on the 26th instead. In a classic Cabbage Patch doll-like frenzy, parents were fist-fighting in stores to get their console. As quickly as they landed on shelves, they were gone. Celebrities like Matthew Perry, Steven Spielberg, and several Chicago Bulls players contacted Nintendo directly in hopes to grease some palms and get their hands on a console faster. In three days' time, Nintendo retailers sold 350,000 consoles. Within a year, it was 3.6 million, successfully outselling Sony PlayStation and Sega Saturn during that time, though Sony would outshine Nintendo in the long run. The move from 2D to 3D gaming was a big leap, and it didn't come without its challenges. As I mentioned, the entire console itself suffered from many delays before release, but they also had delays hit several of their big upcoming titles, which drastically hurt Christmas sales the next year. Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Banjo-Kazooie, and Yoshi's story being among them. To try and fill the gap, they rushed out Diddy Kong Racing before the holidays. Also, being the only major gaming company to stick with the game cartridges in this generation of systems hurt them too, as cartridge games were far more costly than disc-based games. In the end, this system was amazing, but it could have been much better. It had a strong start, but slowly slipped over time. In fact, despite its huge impact on gaming and its much-beloved game library, the Nintendo 64 was technically a commercial failure, believe it or not. Still, being a lot of millennials' first taste of three-dimensional gaming, it holds a powerful level of nostalgia even to this day. And a lot of that is due to games like Super Mario 64, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Super Smash Bros., and Mario Kart 64, which took established characters and series and changed them forever. And let's not forget GoldenEye 007, one of the greatest first-person shooters of all time. That was so good, we're still celebrating it in 2022 as the announcement of its upcoming arrival on the Nintendo Switch Online Virtual Console rolled out to massive fanfare just a few weeks ago. I mean, really, go to YouTube and search for the Nintendo 64 unboxing meme to see the two kids react on Christmas morning in the late 90s. This was all of us. That was a weird controller, though. No doubt about it. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. Nerds of the world, unite! Join us for LTNCon in New Albany, Indiana, this October 14th, 15th, and 16th. For all the details, including our amazing speakers, tournaments, and breakouts, visit ltncon.info right now. LTNCon in New Albany, Indiana, this October 14th through 16th. Register now at ltncon.info. Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, where we're talking about the White Rabbit. Um, last, uh, last, is it, it's been like the last month or so. Yeah, there's been some Bad some amount. spatterings, some twink, some 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 sprinklings, twinklings, twinklings. some sprinklings uh, of this of this White Rabbit, um, and. Uh, you know, Matt, you you kind of have all of the information compiled, so I'm going to kind of let you. Yeah, I've done a massive deep dive. I've got every single thing that I think has happened. He looks like Charlie Day from that episode of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Who is <laughs> I've got all this information, so we're going to go through it bit by bit. I'll try and go fast. I don't want to drag this out forever, but there's a lot of info here. All right. Hit but me. I've got my conclusion of who it is, too. So okay. let's get to it. Number okay. one. <clears throat> the inevitable conclusion I believe we're going to get to with all these teases and cryptic stuff is that. Wait, 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 hold, hold up, hold up. So what? What is happening? I'll tell you. Okay. I'm just giving you the pre, the pre the okay. The we're Tarantinoing it. This is going to be Bray Wyatt returning, and I know there's a lot of people who are saying this is no. We've we've seen we've had this enough. <laughs> I'm done done thinking Bray Wyatt's coming back. I was one of those people. You posted it from our Facebook the other day. Yeah, I did, but let me prove my case, okay? First thing that happened was, and uh, what has been happening at every Raw and SmackDown, but only during commercials, uh, thus fan-made cell phone video is our only proof, and it's also happened at some house shows, is that the lights go out in the arena, and a instrumentless version of Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit begins playing. The crowd instinctively puts up their cell phones, giving a real 
Firefly vibe to the arena. Okay. And when the word remember is sung, the red lights come on and bathe the entire arena. Remember. Until the song is over, which, as we recall, the red lights was the Fiend's gimmick. Even most of his matches were fought under those red lights. I would leave. <laughs> like if that happened to the house show, I would get up out of my seat and I would I would leave. So speculation after that part was it was either Karrion Cross or Bray Wyatt. Okay. Karrion Cross because he used to wrestle under the name White Rabbit. Speculation being that he is coming back with that persona either completely or as an occasional thing a la Finn Balor's demon. Bray Wyatt, because again, the Firefly vibes of the song in the arena, the red lights, the word remember. And going deeper, a couple months ago, Bray, who typically doesn't tweet these kinds of things, tweeted two questions uh, to his followers. The first was, anyone on here know anything about Self Arkansas? Followed by, if you are a local and can navigate to the devil's hole, please let me know. When you Google Self Arkansas, the Devil's Hole, the first result is a forum discussion about the Devil's Hole Cave in Self Arkansas. The moderator of that thread is White Rabbit. I was about to Google that, and I just have absolutely no interest <laughs> in Googling that. Right. Next section. Two weeks ago on Raw, a QR code was spotted twice in the background of the show. Once on a sign in the crowd and once in some equipment box behind Austin Theory with the words, come with me over it. This code took you to a video that had you push play. Uh, and before you push play, the play button was surrounded by a red circle. And the screen, uh, let's see, and the screen was a checkerboard pattern falling inwardly into a big hole with the words, feed your head in the middle. You click play, the white rabbit jumps in, and we see a game of hangman being played with the rabbit jumping across the alphabet uh, to guess the answer to the question, who killed the world? The first five letters he jumps on are D-E-M-O-N, demon, and then he jumps on X, and all of those uh, receive a purple X over them, giving the hangman all the parts but the last leg. The rest of the letters are chosen correctly, spelling out, you did. The bunny wins. Then we see 9 slash 23 and 9 colon 23 flash back and forth with the white rabbit having a red eye on the time code clicks. This pointed to something happening on September 23rd at 9.23 p.m. during SmackDown. We were also shown the matchup images for Extreme Rules that night, where the one between Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins had a faint image of Wyatt's original lantern in the background. Unmistakable. His original lantern, and it's only on that image. <clears throat> uh, lastly, we saw Alexa in a match having a rough time fighting. The commentators were pretty rough on her, too saying that she's obviously lost a step, blah, blah, blah. And during that match, the lights went out for a brief moment and then came back on. Okay. New speculation after that. It's either Bray Wyatt, Karrion Cross, Edge, or the demon Finn Balor. Karrion Cross because of the use of the hourglass in the video in the corner. Yeah. Edge because, well, he's gone again, and they did a creepy thing for his last return. Uh, For the, no reason. Right. The demon version of Finn Balor because uh, the purple X's and the spelling out of the word demon in the game. Bray Wyatt because of the red circles, which he has been using as on his Twitter for months now as part of his personal branding. The red eye on the rabbit as well, such as those as The Fiend has. The unfinished hangman looks like an arrow pointing up to a circle. The font used for You Did, the answer, is the same font used on one of Bray Wyatt's first t-shirts. Uh, then, of course, up to a circle. Uh, I'm sorry. Then, of course, the lantern and the lights flickering during Alexa's match also point to Wyatt. Uh, and just the use of the word world, given uh, its ties to Bray's use of he's got the whole world in his hands, is one of the songs he used to sing. And the Eater the of Worlds. The Eater of the Worlds, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Jump to Friday on SmackDown, 923. Nothing happened at 923. In fact, the show was at commercial. And this was not a commercial where they did the White Rabbit song while they were gone. Nothing happened. But we did get a new QR code, once again shown twice. It quickly flashed on the screen in one of the backstage hit row segments. It was also on a podium later on. 
This is one that led to a flash. <clears throat> I'm sorry. This one led to a mini game. Sorry, where you uh, took the white rabbit and led him through a maze to dodge fire to get to a red door. Once you reached it, you saw an open red door and the rabbit jumped through it. We were then given a big white rabbit with a large red eye and the word patricide, along with a set of coordinates for the next town Raw will be in. Interesting enough, earlier in the day, a Reddit user who had just created their account and then quickly deleted it, leaked that the game was available at wwe.com slash feed your head before the show, before the QR code. And it was all the same, except it was the word coal, not patricide. That link was dead before SmackDown began. Speculation here. It's either Bray Wyatt, Karrion Cross, Edge, or Dominic Mysterio. (laughs) Karrion Cross, because the closest segment to the time of 223 involved Karrion and Scarlett. And Scarlet threw a fireball at Drew McIntyre. Thus, maybe that's why the fire is in the maze. Okay. okay. Edge, because, well, again, no real reason other than he dashed our hopes the last time there was something creepy. Oh, it's not Bray Wyatt. It's Edge. Yeah. Dominic, because of the word patricide, which means to kill your father. When do you know? See, okay. What's happened okay. with him okay. lately? Okay. Bray Wyatt, because of the open red door within the hole the bunny jumped down into originally. Bray Wyatt's Twitter bio at the time, and I think still currently, is he who opens the doors below. And as for the term patricide, Bray Wyatt's first big character building vignette was him talking about his father dying in the woods uh, when he was a kid, and it was implied that it was Bray's doing. Mm. <clears throat> Fun stuff. All right. Man. Number four, last big event was this past Raw. Saw a new QR code in two places. One was at the announce table, and the other flashed on the TV screen, uh, at, like everybody's TV screen, not a TV screen in the background, but everyone's yeah. TV screen, as Dominic was coming into the ring during his father's match, or the arena, rather. This could account for both the words Cole and Patricide. Cole being a sneaky reference to Michael Cole, or rather the announcer's desk. Yeah. And Patricide alluding to Dominic recently turning on his father. That those words just being there to say, hey, that's where the QR codes are going to be, kind of thing. Maybe. But this code led you to a TikTok video, which you sent me, but I had already seen. TikTok video uh, on the account underscore come with me. And it was a spliced up video with different WWE personalities saying one word each of the phrase, who killed the world? You did, you did, feed your head, feed your head. The title of the video was a set of coordinates that led you to a creepy giant pink floppy bunny that is an actual weird attraction in Italy somewhere. The zip code uh, 40701 also flashed on the screen in the video, and this is not the site of the next SmackDown. Hmm. Instead, it is a zip code for a town called Corbin, Kentucky. Okay. Okay. Also, though the TikTok is real, the QR code actually sent you to a page with the video embedded in it. Someone got into the source code of that page, and it said in the source code, no man is ever truly good, no man is ever truly evil, which are the lyrics from Malachi Black's old WWE theme song. Now, here's where it gets fun. Some internet sleuths discovered a record company in Corbin, Kentucky, called White Rabbit Records, which by all accounts is a legit record company. While uh, the White Rabbit Records YouTube account put up a video just after Raw that was just a two-second video of the zip code 04062, the zip code for the city Wyndham, Maine. Mm. The URL of the White Rabbit video also had the code 930WYG in it, which correlates to SmackDown tomorrow, 930 being the date, and YWG being the airport code for Winnipeg Airport, the site of SmackDown tomorrow night. And the, the, <laughs> there was one other video ever posted that YouTube account, right? There was one vi- on that on the White Rabbit Records 
uh, YouTube page, there is one video. It is of Jefferson Airplane singing White oh, Rabbit. Oh, right, right, And it right. was posted 15 years ago. Right. <laughs> That's also What the heck is going on? <laughs> I am terrified. Uh, also, fun note that I don't think is um, part of the, the fun, but like it's fun to note that Winnipeg was where Bray Wyatt had his last match before he became the Fiend, and it was against Baron Corbin. Oh. So we've seen Corbin and... Winnipeg being the two cities. So speculation with that, it's either Bray Wyatt, Malachi Black, or Baron Corbin. Fair enough. Corbin, because he disappeared a few weeks ago with JBL, and we haven't seen him since. Yeah. That'd be cool. He came back as, what was it? What was his original gimmick? Uh, Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf. Yeah. Lone Wolf Corbin returning. <laughs> Malachi Black, due to the obvious hidden reference uh, to his old theme song in the source code. And Bray Wyatt, because, well... Wyndham, Wyndham Maine being his real, Wyndham yeah. being his real name. We're always looking for a reason for Bray Wyatt to return to. Right. Yeah. So as we stand, several people are speculated. Some have been debunked. Karrion Cross was asked about it and straight up said it pretty much said it wasn't him. Uh, he said, look, it's cool that people remember, you know, what I did. My back stuff in from Lucha, Lucha Underground. Underground. But, <laughs> but he said like. Don't, you know, just just keep watching is essentially what he said. Uh, so essentially saying it wasn't him, uh, and I believe it. Why would they change his gimmick after just bringing him back a couple months ago with his NXT gimmick that the fans love? Yeah. It would be dumb to change that up so soon. Edge returned this past Raw with nothing about White Rabbit uh, pointing to him at all. So he's out. Malachi Black, like we said in the previous segment, uh, though pretty much out of AEW, still technically under contract. If not till 2025, I think it's 2024 maybe. Long enough that this would make no sense to do this early. Uh, as fun as this ARG thing is, WWE can't drag it out for months, let alone years. It's not Dominic. I think the only clue pointing to him was just about the QR code that was going to flash on the next show. Baron Corbin is highly unlikely. I think it might have been a coincidence or a deliberate red herring like the Malachi Black lyrics. Uh, Balor, specifically the Return of the Demon, uh, is an okay guess. Uh, but there are so many more clues that don't seem to point to him at all. Yeah. So bottom line, no reason. Yeah. So bottom line, so far, the vast majority of clues point in one direction. Bray Wyatt is coming back. The red lights, the red circle, the red eyes, Alexa Bliss's lights flickering, the lantern in the pay-per-view image, the tweets, the opening of the door, the shirt front, the zip code for Wyndham, Maine. To me, it feels overwhelming. Plus the fact that we know that Wyatt has been talking with pretty much all of the major promotions and none can get even close to his desired salary. Mm. WWE can and might be the most willing to, and they have been in active talks in recent months. And honestly, if it's not Wyatt, the WWE universe is going to riot. It's going to burn this place to the ground. Simply because of all the evidence for him. It'd be, yeah. cr it'd be cruel to have all this obvious... Bray Wyatt clue stuff going on just for it to not be him. It'd be like your mom hinting that you're going to have pizza for dinner all day. And then you get home and she gives you a pizza lunchable. Technically yeah. pizza, yeah. not what you were expecting. The worst. Pizza lunchables are fine. Not what I wanted for dinner. Yeah. Demon Finn Balor would be great. Not what I wanted. Yeah. So, so two things. Um, if you go to WWE.com slash or WWE shop.com, um, they are selling white rabbit t-shirts. Yes, they are. Yeah. So th this is something that's legitimately like we're, we've got to be coming to an end here. Oh quickly. yes. We've got a, we've got a report on that as well. Okay. So to wrap the, all this the, up. Go ahead. So, so there was one rumor that I heard, and maybe you can debunk. Maybe you have debunked this already. Um, the one rumor is that when when Bray Wyatt does come back, the idea is that he would essentially put together his own faction of his Firefly Funhouse puppets. That's um, been a rumor. Yeah, come to life, and so um, your Carrying uh, Cross would be playing. Uh, what was the rabbit's name? I don't remember any of the puppets. Um, names. You had Huskus, 
Mercy the Buzzard, Abby the Witch. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. And... And then that rabbit he kept killing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and and there was there was a rumor that it was Karrion Cross. Um, Scarlet would be the witch. Because uh, the Scarlet Witch. Because the Scarlet Witch. Um, Braun was going to be Huskus, wasn't Braun he? Braun was going to be Huskus. And what would, who was going to be... Mercy the buzzard. I could not remember. I don't remember. But I've was, seen. The, it, I've it seen was, the rumor. Yeah, Dexter I'm, Loomis. Dexter Loomis. You're right. Dexter Loomis. I've seen the rumor. I haven't seen anything to really kind of confirm or lead that direction. I think that's just fan fiction. It would be fun, but yeah. also, well, I mean, it would be cool having just like all the weirdos, <laughs> all the intense weirdos in one faction. Yeah, like a. Uh, Rock and roll version of the oddities. Uh, <laughs> but the, the report that we've got is when the big reveal is going to be. And this is coming from Fightful Select, which has a pretty decent track record of, you know, getting this stuff right. Says that those in the know have claimed that the White Rabbit will be revealed at Extreme Rules in, on yeah. October 8th. If the person behind the White Rabbit tease will be in Philadelphia or not is unknown. So it might be a real appearance of the person coming out. It might just be a reveal in another vignette. Correct. Like an obvious, Correct. like, it's me and I'm coming for you kind yeah. of thing. Um, what if it's Vince McMahon? <laughs> oh, no. Just... Oh, no. Don't you dare. <laughs> we are uh, going to see Vince McMahon one more time. Shane Have you seen McMahon that? or something. Have you seen? Um, They're going to do like a big farewell, thank you, Vince kind yeah. of thing at a pay-per-view. Well, good for them. Anyway, uh, if I had to guess when it would happen on that pay-per-view, I would guess it would be during the Riddle-Rollins match because that's where the... The lantern is featured. You yeah. Know, that's the only image that has that. And if we are diving into a storyline like right away, it could be an attack on either one of them, right? Because he had a, a kind of an unfinished beef with Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins just buried the fiend literally in ladders and junk. Yeah. And that was a crappy ending to that match. And uh, then the fiend could also be like taking revenge against Randy Orton by attacking and kidnapping Orton's best bro. <laughs> that would be a fun start to a, <laughs> but of course that's all speculation based on rumor, based on more speculation. Uh, but it's fun to do that kind of speculation. But yeah. yeah, I mean, this is the coolest thing WWE has been doing in a long time. This a has very been very intriguing. Time. And I really think that's one of the main factors of SmackDown having such higher ratings these last couple weeks. I'm assuming we'll have the same kind of thing happen uh, on the 930 show. Yeah. Because people want to see what's going to happen, what's next. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Be the first one um, to jump in on it. Unless it's a letdown. If it's not Bray Wyatt, seriously, I'm going to have to take a break. I'm, I'm going to burn like, my TV. Anything that's wrestling, I'm done. Because you'll be doing the show by yourself. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> well, uh, if you have any fun speculations, uh, let us know at uh, any of our socials at two words LTN. Um,. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. This is this is equally exciting, but also like all the lights in my house are gonna be on uh and um, <laughs> like I'm not I'm I'm a little creeped out to be perfectly honest, which I think is good. I think is is a good thing. Um uh, Matt is gonna be at LTN Con uh yeah. next weekend. That is correct. Uh yeah. it'll be the not next weekend, the week the week after. Okay. Uh, October 14th through the 16th. Okay. Con in New Albany, uh, Indiana. So so go hang out with him. Get your tickets to that. If you haven't, can you register for that online? LTNCon.info is where you need to go for that. <clears throat> and um, before we go, uh, I need to let you know, September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and Love Thy Nerd is teaming up with Tiny Warriors Child Cancer Organization to aid in their quest. Tiny Warriors funds packages filled with blankets, activities, toys, and more for kids and teens fighting cancer to bring a smile to their faces with items curated just for them. 
And our own community member and friend, Jason Gebekin, founded the nonprofit organization after his daughter was diagnosed with cancer in 2021. And during his daughter's battle, she received gifts from people all over the world and wanted to share that joy with other children who are fighting the same fight. So join us in donating to Tiny Warriors this week uh, from September 25th to October 1st. So that's our last day, October 1st, by going to lovethynerd.com slash tinywarriors to help us get these care packages to kids and teens so they know they're not alone. And to learn more about Tiny Warriors Child Cancer Organization, you can visit www.tinywarriorscco.com. So that is the 25th through the 1st, right? So we're, okay. we're on the last couple days of our push last here. a little bit. Um, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. A really great, cool stuff. A, a fun way to end the show. Um, well, we will be back uh, in a few weeks, I guess not while you're in LTNCon. Yeah, we're going to take a break. What is the next? The next show would have been the 13th, but I will be there. Like, I will yes. already be in New Albany. So the 27th of October will be our next show. So about a month from now. We look forward to that. Uh, but until then... Uh, we look, we, we, we're going to miss you. Um, and until then, my name is John. His name is Matt. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Bye. See?